Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. This is your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. Want to welcome everyone to tonight's show. I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday evening, what I like to call Walking Dead Sundays. Saz is going to be ta- handling the text chats tonight on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Marie, hopefully, I think is there on Instagram. Uh, if you're visiting us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, if you haven't already done so, please go to our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And please go ahead and subscribe. If you're there right now, please go ahead and hit the good old thumbs up button. So like I said, I hope everyone is doing well uh, and enjoying the weekend. I want to welcome Singer Chick on YouTube. CC Wheezy is with us. Herbal Mite. Tiffany is with us on Twitter. Skippy TV is with us on YouTube as well. Uh, Josh is with us on Facebook. Lindsay Sparks is with us on Facebook as well. Let's look what's going on over on Instagram. We have Miguel's joining us. Andrew Lincoln fan. Uh, Air Beer Man is with us. Lefty is joining us as well. 3F4, welcome to all you guys. Uh, Delicia, Leslie's giving us a smiley love face. Welcome, Leafa is also with us on Instagram. So, like I said, I hope everyone's enjoying the weekend. We do have a confirmed date for Lindsley Register, who played Laura, a.k.a. Barcode, on The Walking Dead. She is going to be joining us here live on Saturday, September 26th. That's just six days from now. And as a reminder, guys, Tuesday, we have Juan Javier Cardenas, who played Dante. And Thursday, we have Joshua Michael, who played Jared, uh, the nasty savior, is going to be joining us here on Thursday. We're excited to have all of them in this upcoming week. It's going to be a fun week here on Dead Talk Live. And we have another brand new upcoming guest announcement. If you guys have been following our social media today, you see that you will see that I have announced Xander Berkeley, Gregory from Hilltop, legendary actor Xander Berkeley is going to be here with us. And it is such an honor, guys. Just putting even The Walking Dead aside in his role as uh, Gregory, which he played brilliantly on that show, uh... Xander has been in this industry since the 80s. Uh, Started out in uh, the movie Mommy Dearest, the classic movie called Mommy Dearest about the life of uh, Crawford. And he's appeared on hit shows like 24, Salem, and literally the list is way too long to go over right now. Uh, He, You guys have probably seen him on at least a half a dozen other TV shows. He is a legend in my eyes. He's a legend in the industry. And we are just psyched to have him be uh, joining us here on Dead Talk Live. We have not confirmed a date yet, so stay tuned. That will be coming up shortly where I announced uh, the date that he's actually going to appear. And I just can't say enough about that. We are just thrilled over the moon uh, the entire team here at Dead Talk Live and Walking Dead Now to have Xander uh, be joining us. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Sylvia's with us on Facebook. Uh, guys are excited about Gregory. Tiffany's excited. Uh, Anna Shields is with us. Says love it on Facebook. Uh, let's see what's going on. Ibush is with us. Uh, just going through the Instagram, Nate's giving us a smiley love face. Welcome to all you guys on Instagram. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, great upcoming guests, cannot wait. Devana on YouTube also writes, I can't wait. Jennifer and John are, uh, joining us on Facebook as well. Welcome guys. Welcome Devana. Uh, Abdel is also with us on Facebook, giving us a smiley love face. So guys, we have a new, 
video digital contributor. And uh, this person whose YouTube channel is called Alpha Rare, uh, they are talented. Uh, they are talented. I've posted two of their videos already. I posted the recent one in the very early hours of this morning. I love this video. I'm going to play it for you guys here in a second. We are very lucky to have Alpha Rare uh, contribute to our uh, Walking Dead social media network. Please go ahead and check out their channel. It's uh, spelled A-L-F-A-A-L-F-A-R-A-R-E. Alpha Rare. All one word. Check out their YouTube channel. They're awesome. Uh, let's play their their most recent uh, contribution to us. Uh, I call this the Walking Dead tragedies. It's going to break your heart. It's an awesome video. Check it out. You want to make today your last day on Earth? No. But that is a good thing to bring up. Think about it. What if it's the last day on Earth for you? For someone you love, what if that's true? Maybe you should be extra nice to those people in that RV, because you never know. Just like that. You can die behind these bars. I let her know that she's just as much a badass as Carl was. How he got into the sanctuary and shot up a bunch of my men. Dear old dad, ninja sliced my jugular. If y'all want to live, if you want to survive, you got to fight for it. I'm talking about fight right here. You ever eat frog legs? Yeah. No, yeah. You cared about her. And now she's gone because of me. Please just say it. We're good people here. We just, we just need some help. We, we can help you. Please. You don't understand. You don't know. And it makes me sick that you guys aren't even trying because you're strong and you're smart and you're both really good people. And if you don't wait up. Before Mom died. That I was gonna beat this world. You're gonna beat this world. You were gonna beat this world. I know you will. I didn't. You are smart and you're strong and you're so brave. And I love you. I love you too. gotta worry about her I need to find my family I need to keep them together no you don't you only think you do you see it's videos like those that separate the good video, uh, digital video creators from the amazing ones. And luckily we are blessed here to have a lot of amazing uh, video editing contributors. And that was a great video. I mean, there's no other way around it. 
that was an amazing video. And I want to thank Alpha Rare for uh, submitting it to us. We're very lucky, lucky to have him join us. And he's going to be sending a lot more videos our way uh, to join our nice group of amazing, talented digital video creators. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Tiffany, Tiffany on Twitter enjoyed it. Standing Ovation. Summer Springer is with us on YouTube saying, wow, awesome video. Singer Chick writes, wow, such a great reminder why we love this show so much. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, oh my God, what an amazing video. Cried so much. It's great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it goes to show you, you really don't need to add all the time to fancy music to uh, make a video great. Uh, sometimes the dialogue all on its own and put together nicely is all it takes. And uh, that was a great trip down memory lane. Just like Lisa just said on Facebook, great memories. <laughs> so anyway, guys, let's go on to some news that uh, we have. Uh, there have been three, there are three different articles that I want to share with you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to go through them one by one. Uh, the first one is called 10 Characters Who Have Outlived Their Importance on The Walking Dead. All right. So instead of me reading it to you, we're just going to look at it together as I read it out loud. So let me just go ahead and bring that up. And here we go. All right. So here you see the title 10 Characters Who've Outlived Their Importance. Number 10, the governor. Well, yeah, he definitely had to go. The comic book uh, series best issue had to do with the governor arc. And season three is also seen as the best in the TV show due to its portrayal of this story. However, the character wasn't needed in the fourth season where he had a few awkward episodes and had nothing to do with when with anything other than making the governor show up with a tank to the prison he sort of had some other big stuff uh he drove everyone from the prison uh he didn't get it destroyed it for them separated the group basically made a big mess and you know when carl is blaming rick when he's unconscious after uh, the prison falls, and it's Carl who takes care of his dad and yells at him while he's unconscious on the couch. He does mention to him, you could have went out there, but you let it go. You knew he was out there, but you let him go. And he ended up coming back and bit us all in the ass. And Carl was absolutely correct. Uh, Rick wanted to be Farmer Rick. He didn't want to be the Rick that he had become anymore. He just didn't want to be bothered by it. He had set up a council in the prison. But Carl was right. The governor came back and bit them all in the ass. Next on the list is Tobin. This guy doesn't even show up in the fan fiction relationships, yet he had one with Carol and Cannon. He was still important at the time due to this association, although it, it ran its course once Carol had left Alexandria for the kingdom. And if you guys remember Tobin, we lost Tobin when the saviors attacked Hilltop with the tainted uh, weapons, the tainted arrows, and he was one of the ones that turned. Next on the list is Gregory. Uh, our upcoming guest, Xander Berkeley. Gregory doesn't rank too high in the secondary villains of The Walking Dead, mainly because of his lack of relevance in the long run. He was necessary for the heroes to get embroiled with Negan, but had no real use in the 7th and 8th season, where Gregory was useless to the saviors, and the heroes, but was always around for some reason. And I don't, I well, I definitely don't agree with that. Uh, Gregory's role had was a lot bigger than 
just how they minimized it in that short paragraph right there. Number seven, Gabriel. They're calling Gabriel useless. One of the things that would be cool to see in the 11th season would be Gabriel's demise, according to the comics. Well, this should make them happy. I don't think Gabriel is going to make it to season 11. After all, his current role can easily be disturbed among other characters. Gabriel's importance ended when he got Negan to confess uh, to his regrets, following which he's flip-flopped between a strong character and an annoying one. Number six, Aaron. They think it's time for Aaron to go. Due to Rick's departure, Aaron has basically taken on Rick's mannerisms and appearance from the comics. Other than that, he's always been one of the group uh, rather than an individual character. The show made a mistake in killing Jesus over Aaron as the former was in the midst of of a significant story over his leadership. Oh boy, Tara. The problem with Tara was that the showrunner simply gave up writing stories for her. She had hints of an arc about taking over the leadership, only for this to be downplayed and Tara to be killed off. The last time she's truly been relevant was when she sought revenge for Denise's death. Number four on the list, Enid. The survival of Sophia was dropped from the comics for the TV show, resulting in the character of Enid, who basically had Sophia's role to play. This stretched out as long as Glenn... Carl and Maggie were around as Enid's char characterization was attached to them. With the guys dead and Maggie's departure, Enid was put into a romance with Alden, which not even the show seemed to care about. Her arc had centered around the aforementioned three characters, saving her at various points and following that Enid had nothing to offer, making her survival into the ninth season unnecessary. Do you guys agree with this so far? I really, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with this at all. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, there's a particular reason why I'm bringing up these screen brand stories. Because it appears that after The Walking Dead has announced that the original Walking Dead title is going to be coming to an end at 2022, Screen Rant, which was a great place for me to go and get read their information, they've turned on The Walking Dead for some reason. And they're writing all these hate articles now. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes between The Walking Dead, AMC, or Screen Rant, or it could be nothing at all, but something changed. Screen Rant used to be a non-biased, gave their honest opinion about The Walking Dead. But ever since the, uh, AMC and The Walking Dead announced that they are going to be ending the original title in two years from now, something changed. And that's why I chose to read some of these articles tonight. I have no idea what happened, but something definitely happened. Anyway, let's go ahead and continue on because I really do want to see how they uh, wrap this. You want to make today your last day on? Sorry, guys. Had a little problem with the buttons there. Anyway, here's the right uh, link. Number three on the list is Cindy. Okay, Oceanside Cindy, who, you know, I admit, Oceanside in general, including Cindy, they have been really in the background. Not a very relevant to the other communities, even though Alexandria at the moment, uh, besides Oceanside, is the only other one that's still standing. Hilltop is burned to the ground. 
the kingdom fell, but Oceanside has not stepped up in the story. Oceanside is just still in the background, being brought in every now and again. Anyway, they go on to say that Cindy's role has been so inconsequential to the story that barely anyone noticed her uh, long, unexplained absence after the time skip. She was vital to the story during the Savior's arc, uh, at a time when Oceanside community was needed to fight the war. After this ended, Cindy's role as the leader of Oceanside stopped being highlighted to the point where someone else represented her during a meeting between community leaders, and yet she's still alive for some reason. Even though it would have made sense for her to die at the hands of Alpha in the Pike Massacre. They're talking about that Kingdom Fair Massacre. Oh, God. Number two is T-Dog. Why the hell do they have to go all the way back and pick on T-Dog? Another character with absolutely zero material for an entire season, T-Dog was only important during the first season where many survivors were needed to highlight the impact of the apocalypse. In season two, he was only seen when multiple characters were on screen, usually without any dialogue. Ironically, he was killed uh, just when there were glimpses of relevance returning for him at the prison. Still, the guy did survive a whole season on the farm where he had been given no storylines and no reason to be there. And their number one pick? Oh, hell no. They picked Rosita as a character who has outlived their usefulness on The Walking Dead. Hell no. I gotta read this, though. The show cut the plot point of Rosita's death in the comics, and let her be a mother in the series. However, this has led to nothing, as Rosita's role continues to mainly be a person whose former love interests keep dying, including Sadiq, Abraham, and Spencer. Nothing really happened between her and Spencer. The reason for her floundering role is because there's nothing to derive from the comics anymore. As she was supposed to die at the hands of Alpha, like Gabriel Rosita simply there to take up another people's characterization and storylines, but there's just no depth or importance to any of it. So, you see how I call BS on that? That's just total BS. I don't buy that. Uh, That's like a hate article. And yeah, they actually could have made a good article on some characters who we have lost that were, it was their time to go. Uh, But no, they pick uh, some pretty popular characters currently on the show and giving their reasons as to why they should have been either killed off a while ago or be killed off very soon. And I call BS on that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, let's see what's going on in the chats. Tiffany on Twitter writes to mention T-Dog. T-Dog is one character character I wished was back. Wait, Rosita? Okay, I'm in my feelings. Yeah, I was. I found it hard to believe they picked Rosita as well. Devon on YouTube writes, Of all the damn people, Rosita. Now I definitely don't agree. Summer writes, I love Rosita. Anne on Facebook writes, No way, she's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. It looks like we're all in agreement uh, about how we feel about the characters mentioned on that list. So, there is a second article. There is a second article. Uh, I just want to... <laughs> I want to just highlight something that's going on behind the scenes between Screen Rant and The Walking Dead. Something happened. 
because Screen Rant was not writing these articles three weeks ago. They were not writing these types of articles three weeks ago. And the next on our list is, uh, let's see. Uh, Now, the next article, let me bring it up here. Hang on to make sure that I'm... uh, Nope. Yeah, the next article is 10 characters who need to come back before the show ends. Okay, so let's see what they write about here. I don't read these articles ahead of time. I want to be surprised and I want to read them for the first time uh, while we're all sitting here together, you know, during the show. So let me bring that up. And here we go. 10 articles who need to come back before the show ends. Let's see if this one's a little better. All right. Number 10, Michonne. Okay. I could see that. Michonne left in the last season on the hunt to find Rick who she believes might be alive, and while the character may appear in the spin-off movies that will star Andrew Lincoln in the role of Rick, her days on the main series of The Walking Dead are reportedly done. Still, wouldn't it be great to see one last cameo of Michonne? It might just be her getting a message out to Judith that she's getting close, or maybe she's come back to pack up her things and leave for good with Judith and RJ in tow. Nonetheless, one final hurrah would be amazing. All right, I agree with that. Not a big problem there. Number nine, Rick. Chances are slim that Rick will come back to Alexandria or the kingdom, uh, but maybe there's a way he could be shown in some fashion. Do they know that they're making movies about him? Uh, It might be a final minute that teases the movies to come, or it could be a flashback or even a flash forward. Nonetheless, for the series to come full circle, it would be great to see Rick in some capacity one last time, even if it is just a teaser for the upcoming films. And number eight, Virgil. Now, Virgil is coming back. We saw him in the uh, teaser, the trailer, for this episode that we're getting in two weeks from today, by the way, guys. The finale is in two weeks from today. And this picture that they have of him is from that trailer. And they're writing an article on how great it would be if he would come back. Given uh, that he is seen in the season 10 finale trailer, chances are high that Virgil will indeed return. All right, let me reread that sentence to you guys again. And I want you to pay close attention how this makes completely no sense. Given that he is seen in the season 10 final episode trailer, chances are high, chances are high that Virgil will indeed return. These guys are a bunch of Einsteins. I mean, they're saying that this guy might return because the chances are high because we are seeing him. We are actually saw him in the trailer. Oh, boy. I'm getting all fired up now. That The last that we know of him, he had opted to stay on a remote island by himself to grieve for his lost family. Uh, B. Kyle on YouTube is asking who is Virgil. Virgil is the one that lured Michonne away to that remote island uh, in the hopes that uh, he can help her clear out the walkers. He led her there under false pretenses. There is, there is his picture. We thought we had seen the last of him, and we were all surprised to see that he is coming back. We do see him again in the trailer. He is going to be in the finale. Uh, So it'll be curious to see what kind of role Virgil is going to play in The Walking Dead moving forward. So that's who Virgil is. For all of you guys that don't remember who Virgil was on The Walking Dead. 
All right, next on the list is Heath. Uh, I think there's a good chance we're going to see Heath again in the movies, but let's just see what they say. Just as the Savior storyline was getting good, Heath disappeared with no explanation. He wasn't killed, and no one really mentioned him again. The real reason is that the actor left to pursue another TV role. He went to play on uh, the reboot of 24, Legacy, which did not get renewed for a second season. But that leaves the door open for the surprise return of a character who had a much larger role in the comics. Many fans believe that Heath will show up in the spin-off movies with the group that has the helicopters, which is the CRM, which would explain his lengthy absence. Number six, Glenn. Yes, Glenn is long dead, so there's no way of bringing him back as a live person, but Maggie having visions of Glenn when she's trying to make a tough decision or thinking about how he might have been uh, as a dad would be bittersweet. At the very least, flashback scenes with Glenn are necessary to make fans feel a little better about the huge role he had on the show as a longtime fan favorite who met an unsatisfying end now that is coming to a close. And we have heard Scott Gimple say that he is. they are seriously considering uh, bringing back Glenn as a story to see what he was up to as the apocalypse was breaking out all around him. So, guys, there is a good chance that we might see Stephen Yen uh, reprise the role of Glenn going back to the days of the apocalypse starting. Not pre-apocalypse, but what he was doing as the apocalypse was breaking out. All right, number five on the list is Maggie, who is also coming back. Another character on this list that fans know for sure is returning is Maggie, who's also featured in the season 10 final episode trailer. She is seen reading a letter urging her to come back, confirming the death of several people, including Enid and Tara. Number four, Beta's real face. Beta is definitely going to be seen in the final season. Uh, that's not, I think they mean episode. He is not going to be in season 11. Uh, but will he continue to wear his skin mask? Uh, what the hell are they trying to say? I mean, look at this. They're saying Beta is definitely going to be seen in the final season which is season 11 that's going to span over two years. Uh, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't see a chance in hell in Beta making making it out of the finale that we're going to get in two weeks. I don't see a chance in hell of him making it out of that episode alive. And I'll be the first one to come on here that Monday and eat my words if I'm wrong. But anyway, they go on to say it has been all but confirmed that he was a country superstar prior to the apocalypse, which means he knows he would be instantly recognized should he remove the mask. Wouldn't it be amazing to see the looks on everyone's faces when they realized the mentally unstable killer they have been fearing all this time used to strum a guitar and sing like an angel in the old world. Oh, boy. Number three, Cindy. The kingdom and Alexandria are still working with Oceanside. Do they realize that the kingdom fell? The kingdom is no longer around? But the leader of the all-female community, Cindy, hasn't been seen much. She was last seen being told about Sadiq's uh, death and about Dante. In fact, it was her people who found and captured Virgil and worked out a deal for her to get weapons from him in exchange for a boat. 
She is scheduled to appear in the upcoming Season 10 finale episode, so this wish will be fulfilled, but how big a role she will have in the final season remains to be seen. Number two, Lucille. Really? Lucille is not a person, but Negan's trusty barbed wire bat that has seen plenty of bloodshed and cracked numerous skulls. Lucille has been missing for a while, and could her return mask a switch for Negan? Guys, it's a bat. It's a freaking bat that's been abandoned over seven years ago into the woods. Negan has Lucille Part 2. Alright, it's a bat. Number one on the list, Connie. Alright, we all want Connie to come back. Connie's fate still remains unknown. While it was presumed that she was dead, Magna revealing that the two of them did indeed get out of the collapsed cave alive suggests that Connie is out there somewhere. Given that fans know that Connie didn't perish in the cave, there's a high chance that she will pop up in the final season and potentially become a romantic interest for Daryl. But most importantly, she will probably play a role in helping that helping take down the Whisperers once and for all. So there you guys have it. Oh man, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes: Some of this article does not make sense. Some, <laughs> the majority of it doesn't make sense. Lisa Grover is with us on Facebook. Heath could be the mystery person. Uh, Anna on Facebook writes, I knew Heath wasn't dead. Hope he does. I think we are going to see Heath come back. Devon on YouTube writes, whoever made this article was truly daydreaming. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they were smoking when they did this. Um... Let's see, Michelle on Facebook writes about Negan. Sorry, I don't understand it. It's in Spanish. Grace is with us on Facebook. Uh, let's see what's going on on the other side. Some people are laughing at that article. Uh, so, anyway, guys. Uh, there is uh, another one, but I don't think I'm going to read it. I really don't. I'm going to skip it. I think you guys understand what I'm talking about, what's going on between Screen Rant. They used to be a very great place to at least hear their opinion, but now they're just not even making any sense. So let's go ahead and move on to today's topic, okay? Today we're going to be talking about some of the most memorable walker kills on The Walking Dead. Uh, we're going to go through them season by season, listing off the kills and explaining why they made our list there are many memorable walker kills on the show so please chime in if we've left some out so we're going to start off with season one uh the the pilot episode titled days gone by our first walker kill that we see in the opening minutes of that premiere was the little girl walker that rick shoots in the head when she turns around and starts charging at him this is memorable because it sets the tone for the series, and we know after watching this uh, what we're going to be in for, even though that whole sequence is a dream-slash-hallucination. It did not really happen. Uh, we also uh, realized that uh, there are going to be kids who will be casualties on the show because the first one that we see, even though it is sort of a hallucination, is uh, a kid walker uh and also uh they're not holding anything back a rot played by elizabeth faith ludlow as she puts it when they go around killing people in the post-apocalyptic world there are no exceptions uh also in this episode rick says goodbye to morgan he goes back to the half-walker uh, laying on the ground, desperately dragging herself across the grass, and gives her a merciful death. 
This walker uh, became known as Bicycle Girl and is uh, Andrew Lincoln's personal favorite walker kill. So uh, out of all the walkers that Rick, played by Andrew Lincoln, that he's wasted over his nine-plus seasons on The Walking Dead, that was his favorite walker kill that he got to shoot. Although uh, this kill may not be the coolest or the most exciting of walker kills, we have to include it uh, for these main reasons. When approaching this walker, it seemed like she was extending uh, her hands out for help. This reminds us that the walkers were human once. Uh, with sorrow in his eyes, Rick could do nothing but give her the merciful death she deserves. Uh, Rick quotes, I am sorry this happened to you. You could call this a compassionate kill rather than a brutal one that is typical throughout the course of the series. Andrew Lincoln also quotes, I've, I've always said it was the human behind the monster and the monster behind the human, which is pretty much the essence of the show. So I had to put her down. Now, moving on to season two, uh, episode 10. Uh, during the violent confrontation between Rick and Shane, some walkers are thrown into the mix when Rick uh, becomes pinned on the ground beneath two or three walkers and he is unable to raise his arms high enough so he continuously shoots the closest walkers through the mouth until all the walkers are killed. How many of you guys remember that one? The, uh, this is a memorable because Rick has to think fast and his Im improvisation paid off. Uh, also in Season 2, Episode 12, we get to see Carl placed in a difficult situation by, uh, by his father's best friend who had turned into a walker. We're talking about Shane. Um, so Shane was a memorable walker kill. You could maybe even say one of the most memorable Walker kills because he was such a such a huge part of the show up until that time. Now moving along to season three when the group first arrives at the prison and they're clearing out the Walkers. Maggie's the one who discovers how to kill the Walkers wearing the riot gear uh, which was by peeling back their helmets and stabbing them under the chin. According to Lauren Cohen, this walker kill was one that always stuck in her mind. She goes on to say, quote, I think that's just because it's from a time when Maggie went through the biggest change. I think that's still probably to date my most hands-on disgusting kill. I would agree with that. In episode 8 called Made to Suffer, we see Michonne run her katana right through the back of Penny's head, the governor's daughter. Uh, Michonne uh, kills her right in front of the governor, which really sparks the rage. He already did not like Michonne to begin with, but that really makes her not like her. Uh, episode 10 in season 3, Daryl had to kill Merle. Uh, split from the group to go off on their own, they come across a family on a bridge who were attacked by walkers. Daryl and a reluctant Merle end up helping the family. And it is in this scene where we see Daryl slamming the trunk of a car shut on the walker's head. That's epic. Which literally makes the head explode. <laughs> That's one of those epic, really gross kills. Uh, in episode 15, Merle uh, ties Michonne's hands to the post at the meeting point where she was supposed to be delivered to the governor. They are attacked by walkers, and Michonne uses the cord binding her wrist to wrap it around the walker's neck and literally decapitates the walker while she's tied up using the ropes that her hands are tied with. That's another epic walker kill. Uh, Summer writes Michonne has the best walker kills. Um, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. 
so let's see. Moving on. Uh, in the same episode, we also have another memorable kill by Daryl, which was his own brother, Merle. We talked about that. Uh, Daryl broke down. He put down Merle, not with just a single stab to the head. He put down Merle, but he also took out a lot of frustration that he had with Merle and with the governor and basically the whole world around him. He took it out on Walker Merle. He really did. <laughs> uh, Epic Zombie Killer on YouTube writes, uh, Walker Merle getting killed by Daryl is memorable. Absolutely. This scene captured both the brutal and emotional aspects of that kill. Uh, moving on to season four, episode 12, titled Still, Daryl kills a group of walkers in the country club that he and Beth stumble into. One of these kills involved Daryl using a golf club, viciously striking the head of a downed walker with the final blow looking more like he was hitting a golf ball. Uh, unluckily for Beth, this caused blood and brain matter to splatter all over her new white cardigan, which she had just found. So, so much for finding a new pair of clothes and trying to stay clean for a little bit in the post-apocalyptic Walking Dead world. Um, Lisa on Facebook writes that scene was heart-wrenching between Daryl and Merle. Uh, Lindsay on Facebook writes Michonne is a badass. And also that scene with Penny was epic. Anna writes, oh yeah. Uh, so let's see. Season 5, the premiere, which... I've stated this before. That is my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of The Walking Dead. Definitely my favorite season premiere with the Terminus situation. We witnessed Carol saving Rick and the group from the uh, Terminus people. She launches fireworks at a gas-filled tanker after shooting a hole through it with her rifle. This sets off a massive explosion that kills many walkers and allows uh, her to breach Terminus, and it also allows the walkers to breach Terminus as well. If you guys remember that explosion scene, when that thing went, there were like dozens of walkers that got thrown 50 feet into the air and tossed hundreds of feet across. It was just a huge-ass explosion. Uh, this is also one of Melissa McBride's favorite walker kills to date her quote on this just to obliterate a bunch of them with an explosion that was a lot of fun later on in the fifth episode of season five while being on a mission to save the world abraham and his small group consisting of glenn maggie rosita and eugene stumble across a fire truck where they are attacked by a group of walkers. Do you guys remember that fire truck scene? Abraham uses the force of the water from the water hoses to kill walkers who are torn to pieces. He uses that water pressure and decapitates a whole bunch of them. Uh, also, in episode 16, uh, which was called Conquer, we get to see Norman Reedus' favorite Daryl Walker kill, where he, de he decapitates three walkers at once using a chain that he swings in the air. That's a classic scene. Uh, that's the scene when he's with Aaron. Uh, they're on a supply run and they come across some parked cars, which are set there as a trap by the wolves. Uh, when they accidentally set off the traps by opening one of the trucks, they were left to fend for themselves using whatever they had on hand. The quote by Norman Reedus during an interview where he was asked what was his favorite kill on the series, this is what Norman had to say. There's been a bunch. I really like the chain and taking off the three zombie heads with the chain. That was kind of awesome. 
very Indiana Jones-ish. Yeah, no shit about that. Uh, that was an epic kill. And if you guys remember, that's when Morgan, they were uh, Daryl and Aaron were trapped in the car. And that's where Morgan shows up after following the group up to uh, Alexandria. And he's the one that saves them uh, when uh, Daryl and Aaron uh, make their way out of the car that is surrounded by walkers. Uh, Cat has joined us on YouTube. Welcome, Cat. Stone Walkers on YouTube writes Chain Kill. Yes, Chain Kill. Um, Epic Zombie Killer on YouTube also writes Also, Season 5 really highlights Carol's evolution. I completely agree with that. Uh, now, moving forward uh, to Season 7, Episode 9. Uh, there's a scene known as Car Clothesline. You guys, you have to remember this. The scene where Rick and Michonne each drive a car uh, strung up with wire. And as they drive along the highway, they just mow down dozens and dozens of walkers. I mean, that is, that's a badass moment. This was Greg Nicotero's spur-of-the-moment idea uh, the day they returned on the set to shoot the scene which actually wasn't in the original script. And that's what kind of a genius Greg is, to come up with something like that, really last minute, to come up with such an epic scene. Uh, and the way they shot that, you know, from that high up angle, both cars going down the highway and mowing down the walkers that are in the divider, epic. Um, so let's see, moving on to episode 13, uh, Carol also gets creative and uses the ends of street signs into spears that she uses to stab walkers in the forehead while she sits up on a tree. Uh, in season 8 still, episode 19, Jadis lures her undead scavengers, this was a sad moment, but uh, Jadis has to uh, put down all her people that Simon murdered. That's where she is using that grinder. So she sits on top of uh, the grinder. She set up that uh, that belt. That was they, the walkers got on the belt trying to get to Jadis. But before they could reach Jadis, they got dumped into the grinder. And we're basically made into hamburger meat. All right. Now moving on into season nine, uh, the finale, when the group is attacked by walkers while in that famous snowstorm, Daryl breaks off a frozen icicle and uses it to stab a walker right through the head. Got to be creative, man. Got to use whatever is around you. Uh, let's see. Kat says Greg said it was also shot to give Rick and Michonne something cool to do together. Anna on Facebook writes, yes, love it, awesome. Uh, Anna also writes, there are so many. Uh, Stonewalkers on YouTube writes, I still miss Merle's. Merle. Lisa on Facebook writes, that grinder scene was awesome and very realistic looking. Uh, so let's move on to some Fear the Walking Dead kills. And uh, there have been several Walker kills on Fear that have been epic. In Season 3 of Episode 4, Daniel Salazar is on the bridge when a pretty big Walker approaches him. Daniel initially tries to fight it off with the broom, which is shattered to pieces. So he kneels down and starts praying. As unreal as it sounds, lightning strikes the walker right through its head moments before reaching Daniel. Daniel thought he was done for. And call it an act of God, call it whatever you want. Lightning strikes that walker down. I mean, that's just epic. I love that. Uh, now, Season 5 of Fear, Episode 3, we get to see John Dory do the famous San Antonio split. 
And if you guys watch Fear, uh, you guys have to remember this scene, okay? Where he takes down two walkers with a single bullet and only needing Dwight's help just to hold up an axe. So basically, Dwight held up his axe uh, vertically because John told him to do it. John shoots straight for the axe, splitting the bullet in half, killing the walker on the left, and also taking down the walker on the right. Even though this might be a little exaggerated, uh, the audience had a lot of fun wa watching this. I personally enjoyed watching that. Uh, you got to put, you know, you know, a lot of times watching these shows, you got to put, you know, realism to the side to fully enjoy it. And that was one scene on Fear, The Walking Dead. In regards to Walker kills, God, I would have to put that as my favorite on Fear. You know, John Dory, man, he's a shooter. We've had several sharpshooters in the Walking Dead universe. For the Walking Dead, you know, the first one that comes to mind is Sasha. She was probably the best shot. Uh, and of course, on Fear, it's been John. No questions about it. John is, uh, John Dory is uh, definitely ha is, uh, handy with that gun. And you don't want to mess with him with that one. Henrik is with us from Brazil. Welcome, Henrik, on Instagram. Bianca is also giving us a smiley love face. Andrew Valentine is joined us on Instagram. Welcome, Andrew. Nia Miranda is with us on Instagram, giving us a smiley love face. Uh, welcome to all you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. And guys, we are out of time for tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. This hour just flies by. Just to review our upcoming guests again, guys. Tuesday, we have Juan Javier Cardenas, Dante. Thursday, we have uh, Joshua Michael, Jared. Saturday, we have Lindsley Register, Laura, a.k.a. Barcode. Okay, we got confirmation today. We're getting Xander Berkeley, Gregory Hilltop. Uh, Hilltop um, Gregory is joining us. We also have DJ uh, Matt Mangum also on the list to join us as well. We have uh, member of the lead Wolf Owen Benedict Samuel is also going to be joining us. Uh, for those three, we're just waiting on dates, but they're all going to be here with us live. Our guest list is growing and growing, and I can't really say much, uh, but I've said this before, October 3rd is going to mark our season finale of Dead Talk Live Season 1. We are taking October 4th off so everybody can enjoy The Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead World Beyond. The next day, October 5th, we are starting our second season. And I can't say much, but we are, uh, we are working on some really big special surprises for October 5th, October 6th, and then on, on October 12th, which is gonna, where we're going to break down the premiere of Fear. So guys, you got to stay tuned in. There's a lot of good stuff coming. Thank you so much for being with me here tonight. Visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com to get all the information, all of our links. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And please subscribe if you're there right now. Please hit the uh, thumbs up button. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night, guys. And until then, stay walking.